Welcome to the School of the Forest podcast, episode 22. Welcome to the School of the Forest podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Russell. This podcast aims to educate you about outdoor living skills, give you a first-person approach to wilderness ecology, and provide you with a glimpse into the different methods people are using for sustainable living. To find out more about our programs, please visit schoolofforest.com. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Um, we're back with the second half of my conversation with Willem Moore. Um, we sort of jump right into it. I didn't really have a good segue to use, um, but Will and I jump right into some of the cultural things that go along with the outdoor industry and sort of our thoughts about, um, you know, what works, what doesn't, what needs to change and what would make uh, a lot of the outdoor industry more accessible to more people. Um, so if you haven't listened to the first half of this conversation, I suggest you go and do that before listening to this one. Um, but if not, I hope you're ready for a conversation about representation and community in the outdoors and i hope you enjoy the show and thanks for listening like the students that just like knock projects out it's like it's almost like like uh like a like a syndrome like they need the next uh, thing they need to be it's like peak bagging yes exactly like that well so i mean this is kind of a good segue we were one of the things that we had wanted to talk about was this idea of this like I think you put it as uh, like the rugged individual yeah. in the outdoor industry. And if you yeah. if you're if you're ready for it, I think we should jump right into that because that's a conversation that's going to be. I've I've had this conversation with so many people, and we've never really like I've never recorded it or put it out there. So I'm excited to have someone else to chat with about it. Um, so what made yeah. you want to suggest that? Oh. Uh... I mean, I, I feel like I've been having like small versions of this conversation and for the most part, it's just something that like now, like when I see it, I have certain friends where I can be like, look at this. And then we'll, we'll both, we'll all just kind of like shake our heads. Um, but I feel like I've also kind of had this visceral experience of being on the landscape and like, like particularly the times that I've spent with wild rice there's like this yearning that the landscape has for, um, I mean, essentially for the original people who have been there since time immemorial and their practices, um, which include things like song and ritual and making food together and making shelter together and like living as a community and having a culture and living like in intergenerational community too, like babies and children and teenagers and adults and elders all integrated with each other. Um, and like, yeah, the, the land really misses that. Um, and uh, because of the way that I feel in in debt to the land, um, like when I go out into the woods or on the water, like I'm wanting to show up in a way that um, that it wants. <laughs> and I also realize like 
I I can't actually show up in the way that it wants. Like I'm never gonna be that person because like that's not my lineage. Um and but like so just the idea that like there's just this culture of like when you go outdoors, it's just you and your giant knife. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so backwards. Uh, it's, it's awful so it's backwards awful that, like all of the representation of people in 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 nature like quote you know in the places that haven't been uh developed which is also like an interest you know like in the places where the trees haven't been cut down and where the ecosystems haven't been disrupted um yeah that that it's just like a, a lone man and it's usually a white man and um, usually, usually it looks a lot like me which is why i want to have these kinds of conversations because it's no but like shame. burlier burlier yeah yeah i'm mostly like sinew and spite um <laughs> but yeah i know exactly what you mean where it's a yeah oof. <laughs> Yeah, and so I'm I'm laughing about it because it's just so ridiculous. But like, it's it's also, it's really messed up. Um, it's 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 just so backwards and so bizarre. And like being you know being being me being like born and assigned female and and thrown into this world where like that's complicated. Like. I I'm like I'm I'm afraid to exist in in most places and like be witnessed because of like what it means to show up and and be a woman or even just be like assigned female and have people read you as female like I yeah I like I I used to kind of go to gatherings more often and like you know with COVID and stuff that's more complicated too but just like one one really gross unsettling comment from a man at a gathering like that just can really like dampen the experience yeah like, yeah yeah and and then, and then people wonder, like, why aren't there more women in the outdoors? Why aren't there more people of color in the outdoors? Like, they literally don't feel safe. And, and, and like, a world, like, a world of being in the outdoors and being in diverse, multi-generational and multi-gendered spaces um it's more joyful and so like and that's the thing too it's like there's so much of this notion of like being in the wilderness is like mostly deep suffering <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's shows like naked and afraid where they emphasize so much like and then they lost a lot of weight and starved and were dehydrated and covered in bug bites and I'm just like, why? Why? I mean, I know it's like sensationalist, but it's why do we yeah. focus so much on like this suffering and this misery where like I've had I've had just like in snippets in my life, these moments of just like 
like being outside with several other women in a forest and us singing together or like making food on an open fire with kids running around or like any any of these just like little moments and and me just being like oh yeah like this this is like what it means to be human so there's this inter- you know you're talking about this interesting uh so most of uh, i i think just by the nature of the industry being what it is most of our students that show up for our long-term programs like those nine-week ones i run at jack mountain are male and usually minded the in exactly the way you're talking about and so the first week is usually there's a lot of that there's a lot of like people talking about peak bagging and like what they've already done and all that stuff and it you know after after so many years of running these programs now i i i'm able to just wait on it because i know that because they're there for a long time by week three they're going to have fallen into exactly what you're, t- they don't know that it's happened, but they're going to fall mm-hmm. into that because you're living in this community. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're like you said, where it's like this joyful thing when it's this diverse mix, those, those semesters are so much easier to run when it's like oh, yeah. split gender. And you know, when it's just guys, it's, it's like challenging. Like you're, it's, it's, it's really, it can, it, it's challenging no matter what, but that brings a certain kind of challenging, um, that doesn't, I just, you just don't see it when it's an easy split between men and women. And, you know, obviously we don't have kids up there, but, um, right. I run a family week every summer and it's like what you're talking about, where it's like these parents and their kids of all sorts of ages, learning this stuff together and living outside and exactly what you're talking about. Like, yeah, this is what, this is how things are supposed to be. This is what life yeah. is supposed to be like. And it's, and it's amazing how even if people don't think about it that way and that they are looking for that kind of experience, if you put people in the outdoors for a long enough time period together, no matter what kind of background they're from, like we've had people that are like the furthest right and the furthest left you could imagine on the same program. And by like week three, like you couldn't pull them apart with crowbar. <laughs> Because it's just what happens. Like we're just yeah. wired to build community if we're together yeah. for long. And it's it's a sh- like what you're saying, where there that that feeling of like gentleness and community is missing. The real answer is that I think to me, what I see the problem being is like people go out and do this peak bagging. They go to the top, they have a beer, they walk back down, they go back inside, and there's no like extended time for this this sort of right. melding and bonding to happen. Um, and it's just, it's yeah. just like a fascinating thing to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I, sometimes when I think about like, I, I, I've read a lot of stories about like the Appalachian trail, like, even though I've never, I've done like a couple of small sections of it. Like I, I haven't through hiked and I don't know if I ever will, but just like, that is a setting where like you are, you're just outside the whole time and you're camping. And so there's, it seems like there's a lot more like intermingling of people. Um, yeah. But when you're just going from point A to point, and it's still going from point A to point B, it's just, it's just a lot yeah. longer. But like, yeah. When you just go from point A to point B and then you go to your little unit block and shut yourself inside, like, mm-hmm. 
yeah you you don't get to experience those like really human moments which like it's a lot easier to stand outside in the winter and look at the stars when there's other people around and especially if there's like a fire <laughs> um i just find that i there's certain things that i do more um when i'm with community in nature like it's harder to spend longer periods uh in in the woods when i'm alone it's easier when you're like sharing the tasks of making food and fetching water and shelter and like whatever you need to do it's like i mean i i'm also i need alone time but i'm a really social person and i find most of life's tasks to be easier when they're shared um yeah and that's kind of been one of the parts of like my journey too is just like growing up in new york which is an incredibly densely populated place and feeling really alone and then like yeah i feel like the the only places i've like really felt like deeply connected with people have been those like outdoor spaces and it doesn't always happen and like certain things can make it harder like as you said like when there's a group that's like all men it's like harder for people to connect than when it's more mixed genders and like in the case of the school i went to when you're like actually malnourished and like kind of being encouraged to make this experience as challenging as possible um it's a lot harder to feel connected and i just feel like that's the most important part um is like connecting to the people you're with connecting with the land connecting with the plants and animals and the sky and the sun and the clouds and the moon like the water it's 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 all about connection and i i do see people it's it's interesting because like in in the like various media that's out there like people's instagrams and movies and tv shows like people do like talk about that they at least give it lip service like the notions of things being sacred and like connectedness uh, but there's but it just seems like the capitalist extractivist materialist way that the larger culture functions like is always seeping in um like you know like someone will ask me like what's the coolest roadkill you've ever scored and i'm just like well what an awful way to talk about that what what an awful way to talk about that yeah 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 right like and and i see i definitely see some people do both (laughs) um and like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say I don't know that's whatever that is I just the more time that I spend doing this the more that I'm just like oh like I can't just like the irreverence is good but like it has to be in the presence of of reverence as well I think Mm -hmm. um yeah 
Yeah. It's such a, it's always such a strange thing where, I mean, if, if you are someone who's tried to make their life about living this way, you're, you're sort of often you feel trapped to that sort of part of it where you're trying to speak about it respectfully, but also like get people to show up for your courses and so there's right. this like you're stuck with it That's like you're, you're it yeah, yeah you're you're so there's you know you're talking about this reverence and for me what I often run into is I often find myself when I go to write about something if I catch myself writing about reverence and sacredness I find myself um stepping back from that because I I wonder if I'm just playing like the Instagram algorithm game Oh yeah. And, and mistreating this concept that I'm, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's so, there's no right answer, but it's such a challenging. Well, yeah. Like performative sacredness is is totally a thing. And like, Oh, I don't want to do that either. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So that part of it often like stays for me. And then I just, I work, I work with a lot of like museum style stuff. Um, I work at a, I'm on the board at a museum so I can kind of speak the like, biologist lingo so i often just go that way with whatever i'm doing like these are the facts this is what i think about them show up for Mm -hmm. the course i don't know if it works or not but i'm going to stick with it because it seems seems to be okay so far well yeah instead of being like this is a really cool course and you're gonna be so such a rugged survival man when you do it and you're gonna learn how to do this 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 and this even though we're really just gonna like do each of those things for like 20 or 30 minutes and you're not really gonna learn how to do any of them right and you know it's in, you say like it's like this rugged outdoor man and you were th- talking about these like experiences you've had where um the work is shared and i'm, I'm thinking about this idea of like the rugged group versus the rugged individual. Um, so ah, yeah, like, you know, we're talking, you were talking about these, like we manage a lot of groups that are sort of challenging sometimes. And the, the, like the number one ticket to make them get along with each other is you take them on a trip. Like, hmm. because that, that hard work, yeah, of, like moving a boat every day and then being mm-hmm. tired and sharing a meal and like being out and having done it. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care who the people are that, so like, but then you, the best experiences I've ever had are exactly what you're talking about where you're like part of this rugged is not the right word. Cause it's not like that. They're all like burly and tough and can split a yeah. tree with one hand or whatever. But and I like just want to say too, like, I don't have a problem with like burly men who like to spend time outdoors. They're great. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, it's the ones that don't want anybody but them to be out there right. that are the problem. Right. To me. Um, or that like they behave in a way that is just doesn't feel welcoming to anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the boys club kind of a thing is really yeah. challenging. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you're part of like a group that like all day, every day, you're making miles or you're putting up wood for fire and it's hard to not get along with those people when you're like benefiting from what everybody's done. It's amazing to me to watch that happen. Um, and I wish there was more of it uh, in just like the real world. I often feel like the courses that I run are like fantasy land. And then I yeah. have to go interact with the real world and be like, oh, that was that was fake. That was like a show. And now we're back in real life. But like that you know show is fake? what I want it to be real. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's fake NFTs. Yeah. Like, just, yeah just, it's, it's, like, it's like this absurd 
absurd. The things that spit that like take up the consciousness of like most of the humans in America are. Yeah. I mean, I can't exactly say fake, but they're just like fabricated. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they don't they don't elicit that like feeling of belonging that we're all craving so much. Um, but yeah, just like going for a walk in the woods with people that also like walking in the woods is is this it's so so like primal almost in mm -hmm. a way that i don't even have the words for but well um, it's like what we've been doing for hundreds of thousands of years yeah 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 um not necessarily here definitely not you and me but no somewhere <laughs> it's the same thing with tanning high it's like that's why I'm, I'm really interested in those skills is like, yeah, like, oh yeah, we've been doing, we've been making baskets and tanning hides and walking in the woods and eating things that we find on the ground for like most of like 99% of our history as humans. Like people, I think people don't realize how short the period of like, even like sedentary agriculture has been but especially like modern industry like it's like the blink of an eye in a lifespan that's the that's the ratio so yeah i i definitely like feel really good when i'm doing those those things that we've been doing forever and ever <laughs> especially when i'm around other people who are also doing it because that's that's also what we've been doing forever and ever, just being being with each other. Yeah, it's it's such a good uh, thing to strive for, I think, especially if you're someone who works in the outdoors to try to, I don't know, to try to find a way to make that more of the norm rather than just continuing with what everyone else is doing, which is peak bagging and doing this cool project so you have a picture for Instagram and then never touching it again. Um, yeah, I think there's something to that. I don't, I don't necessarily know what the right way to do it is, but I'd like knowing that there's other people out there trying to, trying to figure it out. It's a nice, nice thing. Um, yeah, well, and it's good. We have to do different approaches. Yeah, absolutely. So we're coming up on about an hour, um, which is a little wow. bit longer than I usually go. Um, but so do you have any current like big projects that you're working on? whether those are crafts or courses or anything like that you look really excited to answer this question so i'm just gonna let you go <laughs> yeah um well it's a personal project it's it's um like eight years ago i got my first no seven years ago i got a roadkill raccoon skin and uh since then i've been slowly accumulating these skins and and brain tanning them and i made I made some of them into a vest a few years ago and it was like, it was all right. Um, I wore it every once in a while, but it wasn't that practical and it wasn't that comfortable. So I uh, disassembled it and I'm now reassembling it and it's going really well. And um, it had four raccoons. Now there's eight raccoons. Um, and uh, I actually have it in the room with me here and it's going to be like mid thigh length um, and 
just a really practical, warm, reversible uh, garment that I, I'm sewing all of the seams with uh, deer backstrap sinew. And uh, awesome. yeah, and it's That's just so cool. each one was was brain tanned and each one has its own story. And um, I'm really excited about it, even though it's not it's not like done, but I'm already like wearing it really often. And <laughs> Projects like that not, are great. I, oh, just that, like, it's so hard to learn how to tan a hide. And, like, I see a lot of people, like, learn how to tan a hide. And, and then they never learn how to, like, make anything with it. I've seen a lot of, like, not so great um, uh, skin clothes and bags and stuff. And it just seems like, man, like, yeah, if you're going to, like, put all the work into doing this thing, it's like really important to make something really good and really usable out of it. And that's why I decided to redo the vest. Cause I was like, I want to wear this like every day. I want something that I, I can act. That's like practical. That like it really works to wear it every day. So. I, I have, I love projects like that. And I've talked to a lot of people that have them where it's like something it was like one of the first things you did. And then the more you learn about whatever it is, it like slowly evolves with your skill set. Uh, like for me, I had a canoe paddle yeah. that I carved, like years and years ago. And like probably once a year for like three years, I'm like, ah, the, I know more about paddling now. That's wrong. I should fix this. And it uh -huh. like, it became, what is that old? There's like that old thing that like, how many times you have to like replace the handle and the bristles on your grandmother's broom until it's no longer your grandmother's broom. Yeah. Like, and that's how, that's how it feels with that paddle. It's not the same paddle that I started with, but it's still that same paddle that I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I love yeah. that. I'm excited to see what raccoons comes of that. I, I'm excited to see your, your, you said it's eight raccoons now. Yeah. That'll be, that's awesome. That'll be so cool. <laughs> At least eight. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I always wrap these up with like one, one experience you've had in the outdoors that sort of has always stuck with you. Um, it doesn't have to be a lot of them end up being like this kind of funny experience that people had. It doesn't have to be like this sort of emotional thing, but if that is what it is, go for it. I, yeah, I mean, there's so many, um, yeah. I guess the one that just came to my mind is like, I've told this story a few times. I think I was out wandering in the woods and, um, I like locked eyes with this birch tree who had this like huge chaga growing on them. And I was just like, whoa, that's amazing. And I don't, I think I had maybe like never found chaga even. Um, and I just like kind of slowly approached this tree and like, I, I kind of had this attitude toward it. Like, oh, beautiful, like grandmother tree, like, may I like be honored with the gift of your chaga or whatever I'm like I don't I don't do that now I don't just like go up and ask for things but that was what I did then and um you know and I was expecting the tree to be all, all like yes granddaughter or whatever and the, and the tree was just like oh god yeah just get this thing off of me just, and I was like uh it's, it's like should I do it in a particular kind of way and the tree was like yeah just rip it off like oh <laughs> please <laughs> um yeah it was like 
I I really kind of just I love it when I'm surprised uh, by the kinds of interactions that I have with nature because it reminds me that it's not all in my imagination and I don't get to write the script. <laughs> That's awesome. That's such a such a fascinating way to experience the natural world. I don't know that I don't know that there are many people that even know it's an option to think about it that way. So I'm glad to have had you here to talk about it. That's such a cool thing. Yeah, you gotta get in touch with your inner child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine just likes uh, like leaving slippery things on the floor and chasing cats. So <laughs> it's not very helpful. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Willa. Um, I'll be sure to link to everything that you do and um, we'll be sure to keep up with the raccoon vest because I'm excited. I'm excited oh, to yeah. see that. Awesome. <laughs> it's been great to talk with you. You as well. All right. Uh, thank you all for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, um, be sure to go and check out Willow's work. Um, we'll have a link to all that. And uh, check us out on the next one. been listening to the school of the forest podcast i hope you enjoyed the show and if you did i hope you share it with a few friends if you did like the show please leave us a review on apple Podcasts, stitcher or any other of the major podcast hosting platforms and lastly if you'd like to learn more about school of the forest programs please check us out at schoolofthaforest.com and get in touch with us at any of the contact information you'll find on that site thanks 